Next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis on BYU's NCAA tourney chances. Is he on the tourney train? Probably not. How does BYU beat St. Mary's and slow down Brad Waldo? We've got the winning formula. Plus BYU quarterback signee Bo Hodge on learning from Taysom Hill and his expectations this season. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy birthday, Abe Lincoln. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, February 12th, game day. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with bumper sticker collector Jerem Jordan. Not true, but I do have a bumper sticker that I discovered over the weekend from the 1984 National Championship team. That I'm going to bring here and we'll contribute to the yeah, set. Yeah, that has to be a part of this set. Also, Abraham Lincoln, this is a f- true fact of truth. He is my eighth cousin. That's a real thing, and I have documentation to prove it. There's such thing as an eighth cousin? Yeah, my grandma told me about this. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Roots Tech. Root Tech? What's the hashtag? That's, I'm really his eighth cousin, I promise you. Four Daniel score Day-Lewis seven years ago, out. BYU won a football national championship. He's the man. He's hey, the man. big day today. We have Jay Billis of ESPN on the show making his BYU Sports Nation debut. We're going to ask him all sorts of good stuff about Kyle Collinsworth, Tyler Hawes, where BYU's NCAA tournament chances stand. He knows about the Cougars. He drafted Tyler Hawes on College Game Day on Saturday. He tweeted that Kyle Collinsworth is one of the most overrated players in college basketball. He knows what's up. Overrated? Underrated. Oh, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, he's so overrated. It's unbelievable. No. Five triple-doubles. Super who's, overrated. Who's just rated, by the way? Mm, they're just a rated player. That's one of those technicality I'm, questions that we... I was so should, whelmed. Uh, throw down I wasn't under or over. Just whelmed. Just straight <laughs> whelmage. <laughs> the conversation alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. What would a win over St. Mary's tonight mean for BYU basketball? Everything. Okay. It's awesome. Hashtag BYUSN. At Shy Kurt Vlogs, a member of BYU Sports Nation. That BYU bigs have taken a huge step in the right direction. That means they handled Waldo. We'll explain That's an just interesting how point. important it will be to, you're not going to stop him, limit Brad Waldo and rebound. He doesn't rebound 10-plus uh, a game anymore. I think he's really fallen off. He's he 9.4. only averages 9.4. I mean, he used to be a superstar. Now he's just, now he's just whelming at rebounding, 9.4. <laughs> he had seven offensive rebounds <laughs> in St. Mary's win against BYU in Moraga. Here are the rest of your headlines. What we're talking about today, of course, game day for the men and ladies. They're riding a five-game win streak. They will play at Moraga tonight. According to Matt Hayes of the Sporting News, He lists Taysom Hill at number 30 in his top 50 returning college football players. Now, Sporting News listed Taysom Hill as number 15 of all players going into last season. So now he's number 30. Coming off an injury, all right. I think he should be a little higher. Listen to this, Jerem. Scout.com listed BYU-Nebraska as a top 10 matchup next season. Not in week one. But in the entire season. Now that is overrated. That's not one of the top 10 games in college football next year. Trust me, for BYU, that's a really good game. It's not one of the top 10 best games of the year. It's not even my favorite BYU game on the schedule next year. Seriously. It's not, yeah. That's not even, to me, that's not even the biggest game on BYU. What's the biggest game? 
Ooh, man, that's a discussion for another day, I think. I, ooh, yeah, I don't Besi- know. Besides I Wagner, just know that that's not my favorite. Besides Wagner, probably live on BYU TV, what's the biggest game of the season? That's we'll figure that out. something to think about. I don't know. Men's volleyball game day, seventh-ranked BYU at number two USC. The Cougars and Trojans currently tied for the MPSF lead. Let's go. Live stream available at BYUcougars.com. Go to the schedule, and you'll click on the link, and it'll send you to the live stream. Yeah. Beat the Trojans, beat the Gales. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Just beat St. Mary's. This has very quickly become the rivalry, at least in my opinion. What? For BYU and the West Coast Conference. No, it's Gonzaga. BYU, it's a rivalry, not the. BYU. They're Utah State to does Utah not in the dislike WCC. Gonzaga as much as they dislike St. Mary's. I, I, no, no. BYU fans do not like Gonzaga the most. I didn't most. say that they like them. They I dislike just, Gonzaga the most. I feel like because of the Dell of a Dagger. No way, dude. Poll right now. And Who do you BYU dislike more, Gonzaga or St. Mary's? BYU St. Mary's until last season. No way. BYU fans let dislike Gonzaga way more. Dude, there know. are rumbles in the stands in Vegas with St. Mary's. There ain't no rumbles in Vegas. I'm just saying. Spoiling Della Vadova's retirement was a much-talked-about subject last year. That, that was, was nice. sweet redemption. Okay? Regardless of that, it's a rivalry in the West Coast it's, Conference. Yeah, it's Where you want to rank it, that's up to this you, This is BYU like Sports when BYU Nation. played UNLV or New Mexico or San Diego State, right? Gonzaga. Because Utah is uh, the Gonzaga of conference Are, now. That's, that's ambitious. It is. No, it is. And then, and then St. Mary's represents UNLV or New Mexico or San Diego State. San Diego State emerged and became like a bigger thing um, because they were a top 10 team with BYU that same year. Both went to the Sweet 16. Kawhi versus Jimmer. And the NBA Kawhi's won that. But in college, Jimmer won that. Um, it's, it's fun. I like playing St. Mary's. When the schedule comes out, I circle dates Always like today. Always circle St. Mary's. Especially yes. the one in Provo. How do you beat St. Mary's, though? That is the question. And I think it starts, Jerem, with rebounding. The easy statistic to point out is BYU undefeated, 15-0 and 0 when they out-rebound teams. It's going to take a lot to out-rebound St. Mary's tonight because they, are, they have a physical presence inside led by Brad Waldo. Okay, so to us, there's three keys. Let's start with this. One is rebounding. BYU, in the past week and a half, two weeks, has decided that rebounding is a major Major priority. In fact, it's the number one thing going into the game now. It should be. According to Ryan Andrus. He said rebounding is our number one key. So you go into a game against a team like St. Mary's who rebounds the ball pretty well. You have an elite rebounder in Brad Waldo. How do you rebound the ball better? Well, you don't go with the four guards first off. You have to box out, which is the lost art. Tyler Haas does a lost art as well. It's called a mid-range jumper. There's another thing called a box out. I like pointing it out when I play basketball because I go... Oh, yeah, I remember what that looked like in the 90s. It's just a rare thing. BYU has really got to rebound the ball and emphasize that. Now, that's at the sacrifice of the tempo sometimes. Because defensively, you've got to make sure you get that ball and you might not rush up the court transition as well. That's okay to me. BYU is out-rebounded by St. Mary's 41-28 in Moraga. That's a lot. The Gales had 17 offensive rebounds to seven for BYU. Brad Waldo had as many offensive rebounds by himself as BYU did as a team. That has to change. You have to rebound. BYU, I don't know if they need to win the battle, but it needs to be really close for BYU to have a chance. Now, if BYU wins the rebounding battle, they have a really good chance to win tonight. Yeah. Independent of how they shoot. Number two, limit 
Brad Waldo. Now, we did not say stop because I don't think BYU stops He averages him. 20 points and 9.4 He used rebounds. to be a 20 and 10 guy. He's falling off. <laughs> this <laughs> is the time the only, to get him. He's this the is the time two, to get him. He's so vulnerable, man. He's coming in with maybe the vampire mouthpiece. Going to throw it to the scoreboard. Listen to his stat line from last game. 24 points, 14 rebounds, 7 offensive, 10 for 15 from the field. He Against played 37 Brigham. minutes, and he only had two fouls. That's amazing. Can we just get him in foul trouble? Hashtag WCC refs? What? <laughs> Like, what would it take for Brad Waldo in the first, like, three minutes to get two fouls? Oh, man. I don't know. It's the West Coast Conference officials, so it could happen. Dude, we're... <laughs> it could happen. We're shy about, like, straight dogging on certain people. There's no shyness with the <laughs> WCC refs. Like, there's no shame there. There's now, the no defensive shame. scheme for BYU uh, will be led off by limiting Brad Waldo. And Dave Rose talked to us about that on this desk yesterday. What we've got on our plate here for Thursday night is... A real challenge. This, this Brad Waldo is—he's uh, an amazing player, and the more you watch, uh, one of the most unique players in the NCAA across the country as far as how successful he is at what he does. And he only does a few things, but he is just really—it's really hard to take it away. So that's what we'll have to—that's our challenge tomorrow. I would imagine, and you mentioned this to me earlier, Jerem, that BYU will mix up the defensive scheme and try something out of the ordinary to slow down Brad Wald. I think they'll do something that we haven't seen yet. Just to, just to mix it up. Because right, you, you can't just go, okay, uh, we'll put uh, Corbin on him, and then uh, we'll monster, double, with uh, Josh Sharp, and then we'll make him swing it around, and then we'll, we'll be all right. That's too simple. you got to do something this else. This is when you need Jake Shelf in the lineup. <laughs> Going back like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, BYU does not have a single individual that matches up with him. Granted, who does? Karnowski can match up with him. Uh, Sabonis, I think, can match up with them. Are those the only two guys in the whole league that can match up with them? I mean, in the West? You know who wants to guard him? A couple teams, maybe? You know who wants to guard him? Who has made it very public but Skyler can't? Halford? Nate Austin. Yes. He's like, man, I, wa- I want to play against Brad Waldo. And Nate is like 99% headed for what he hopes is a medical redshirt and another year of eligibility. We'll have more on that. But he did say this. Make Brad Waldo... Go to his left. He never goes Watch left. That. Watch that tonight. See if BYU makes him go left. I bet you he has a decent left-handed game. He just favors the right. But when I'm playing basketball and I see that a guy is heavy right-handed, I will make him go left and see what happens. I wonder if BYU does that tonight. So thus far, we got, rebound. We got rebound. Rebound and limit Brad Waldo. You just have to get the ball out of his hands. Also, this was mentioned earlier in the week by Jackson Emery and Billion Fowler. You have to push him out. You can't let him catch within five feet. If he catches within five feet, count him up tonight, I bet you 90% yield uh, points or free throw attempts. The third way to beat a very experienced team in St. Mary's is dealing with the three, and that is shoot well from the outside. Injured Anson Winder, questionable tonight, according to Dave Rose, is the second leading scorer on this BYU team. A groin injury. Sky Halford picked up where Anson could not play against LMU on Saturday. He had 18 points. Anson only played six minutes, scored two points. This is trouble. That like, remember it was his knee, his sprained knee, and now it's the same. The now same it's his side. groin injury. The groin on the same side. What as the that heck? Knee. Yeah. Injuries. It's just been that. Goodness. Okay, shooting the three. The reason it's a five-point game and it's not a worse loss in Moraga because BYU got out-rebounded by 13, Waldo went crazy, is because BYU made 10 threes and shot 40%. Chase Fisher had five of those. Anson Winder did not play in that game. In order for BYU to compete tonight, in my opinion, 
They have to rebound, like we've talked about, defend, and then they have to shoot the three really well. And they have to get to the stripe. They went 17 to 20, 85%. That's important. That's, that's BYU's formula. If you don't have an inside presence, you have to shoot the three well, you have to get to the stripe. That's the key. If BYU doesn't do those things, it's going to be tough to win. Even though somebody has BYU as a six-point favorite yeah, tonight. Yeah, BYU in the is a six-point favorite six. against St. Mary's on their home floor tonight. That's a lot. I'd go like two. And they're going to have to handle a very, very senior-laden squad in St. Mary's. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yeah. Five. St. Mary's will feature five fifth-year starters versus BYU. I repeat, five fifth-year starters. It's a thing at St. Mary's. A lot of guys redshirt. What's St. Mary's going to do next year? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see next year. I mean... What are they going to do next year? Della Vadova has a year of eligibility. I oh. tuned into the Cavs game last night, and I was like, who had that little teardrop in the lane? Yeah, it was Matthew Della Vadova. Okay, I'm, in, I'm interested to know what the people think about our initial thought, yeah. which is, yeah, let's who's get the to bigger that. rival in the West Coast Conference? Is it St. Mary's or BYU? At Mary D. Blanchard said this. I'm with Spencer on this one. Come on, Mary. My strong dislike. Is Jordan your husband on the same bandwagon? Hey, don't don't treat a member of BYU Sports Nation that way, Jerem. You're right. I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. Mary continues. No, my I'm not. strong dislike for St. Mary's <laughs> trumps my dislike for Gonzaga. Why? Because of the buzzer beater, that's it? I'm just there's just something about him. There's just something about St. Mary's where I'm just like, ugh. Man, no, Gonzaga's king, so it's like you want to take yeah, you down. They, they can still be king, but that doesn't mean they have to be your most heated rival. They're the biggest rival to me. What do we have more than one person? At Bent to the Future, there is respect for Gonzaga, but only disregard for St. Mary's. <laughs> Come I'm on. I'm telling you, a lot of people feel that way. At well, the previous tweet from Ben at Bent to the Future, Gonzaga is an established program and can beat BYU, but BYU should always beat St. Mary's and is a fight to do so. I still don't know what you think about that. I think that he dislikes St. Mary's more than Gonzaga. People, people, wait in. <laughs> Where are my homies to think Gonzaga is the bigger rival? What would a win St. over St. Mary's, Mary's is not a bigger rival? What would a win over St. Mary's tonight mean for BYU basketball? <laughs> Jay Billis joins us in 15 minutes. Up next, one of BYU's newest quarterbacks, Bo Hodge, making his show debut. This is BYU Sports Nation. Do I have anger issues? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tonight, BYU takes on its second biggest rival in the WCC, St. Mary's, tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and ESPN2. By the way, there's a rebroadcast win or lose on BYU TV at midnight Eastern time. Can't wait for the Cougs to match up with their top rival in the West Coast Conference, the Gales, tonight at uh, 9 Eastern. Okay. (laughs) Hey, you got yours in. That's true. We're getting all sorts of reaction from this on Twitter as well. People. Now, come on. Now, I'm seeing a trend here, Jerem, and that is that most people agree with me when we're looking at the at BYU Sports Nation account. But we did send send out. No, when you're looking at tweets. Now, according to the account. It's 15 to 6 in favor of Gonzaga. Whatever. Granted, Whatever. I know that favoriting a tweet is easier than retweeting. Yes. I realize that. You know what's also easier? Making the right decision. <laughs> this is a place where we do right. We choose the right fact. CTR. Hashtag CTR. 
Gonzaga is the bigger rival. How about our other Twitter question? What would a win Who over St. Mary's tonight mean for <laughs> BYU basketball? That you beat the second best team in the WCC. At Cougar Fan says, honestly, not much. Good to get some confidence, though. Truly believe only path to NCAAs is a win in conference tourney. I disagree with that. We will ask ESPN's Jay Billis that very question in 15 minutes. Does he think BYU, as an at-large, can get into the NCAA tournament? It's an interesting question. What, anyway, what if we ask him the Twitter, the new Twitter question, and he's like, oh, it's Pacific. Something. Just <laughs> out of left field. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think Jay Billis cares whether no. or not Gonzaga or St. Mary's is a bigger rival. No, for I think BYU. he woke up in the middle of the night worrying about this. You know what he might care about? Mm. The fact that one of his colleagues has a son coming to play football for BYU. Merrill Hodge, ESPN NFL insider. His son, Bo, has committed to the Cougars. And we spoke with Bo yesterday. Really insightful kid. Like, I love how he answered the questions. You're, you're going to like this interview. BYU Football All Access with new quarterback signee Bo Hodge. Bo, great to have you with us on BYU Sports Station, BYU Football signee, and one of the newest Cougar quarterbacks. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, so we want to start with this question. How in the world did BYU discover you in Kentucky? I know you're on the Ohio-Kentucky border, but how did, how did they come upon your tape? Um, well, it was actually the junior day in the summer at BYU. I got a letter in the mail about it, and I guess my dad had reached out to him through his connections. And that's how I got the uh, the invitation to the junior day. So I ended up going to that, and um, I actually threw in my mind pretty poorly, but I guess it was enough to catch Coach Beck's attention, and that's kind of how it all started. So you threw at junior day, but you played receiver your junior year in high school? Do I have that correctly? Yep, that is correct. I played quarterback pretty much all of my life until my sophomore and junior year in high school. So BYU is recruiting us uh, Ryan Tannehill reverse of sorts, right? A receiver that yep. could play quarterback. Well, no, that's exactly what it happened. I believe it was last summer uh, you were here as well. Um, I gave you and your dad and some other people a tour of the building. What role did that play in sealing <laughs> the deal, Bo? I mean, to know that not only I'm going to a great football school, but I'm also going to be on uh, big stages and have every game televised either by ESPN or well, every game by BYU Sports Nation and stuff like that. So um, I think it only added to the uh, um, – just added another dimension to why I would want to go to BYU. That is a good answer. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Bo, for the, for the plug. The first time you put foot on campus uh, in Provo, what was your impression of Brigham Young University? Huh. I'm trying to remember the first time I stepped on campus. I think it was when my sister was visiting, actually, when she was going to see what college she wanted to go to. Um, shoot, I'm trying to remember what the building's called. I think uh, we toured it when we went there on my junior day. I forget what it's called, though, but I just remember thinking, this is where I want to be. That was really like the one thought I was like, man, this is, this is the place for me. So it was pretty much ever since then that I was set on going to BYU. You had the number one play on SportsCenter last year in this crazy scramble. Uh, what, was, what was that play like and kind of the reaction that you got from being number one on SportsCenter that night? I guess the play in itself, it was just, I mean, it was just kind of instincts really more than anything. It was a read option. We kind of overloaded the one side. We were, we were actually hoping for everything to go to that side. Ran, crashed real hard, and I just pulled it, and instincts took over from there. And then just the reaction I got was, um, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, 
superstar because I, I don't think I'm a superstar or anything. But I mean, like people. If you're number one on SportsCenter, you're a superstar, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess a, a couple of people took more notice of me than normally would. But other than that, not too much of a of a change in reaction to me. BYU football signee, one of the newest BYU football quarterbacks, Bo Hodge, joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Bo, your dad, Merrill, has a significant football background, is a now a prominent TV personality as well. As, as his ro- in his role as your dad, is, is he more of a coach for you, or is he, does he try and kind of keep football and, and dad separate entities? How, how is that relationship? Um, well, actually, when I was younger, he was my coach, and he did a really good job of I don't know if I guess it's bad. I don't know if and a coach. I don't know if you're necessarily supposed to separate them or if they're supposed to be like a blend. But um, I'd say he blends them really well. I mean, he's kind of he's really good. Did, did a really good job of coaching me in football, and then he's kind of like a coach in life. You know, he takes that coaching mentality towards teaching me life lessons and stuff. So he does a pretty good job of both. Naturally, you would hope that your dad is very supportive, but he seems to be extra supportive, especially on Twitter, which is a fantastic thing because he's a national guy. Uh, what kind of reaction have you seen from your dad supporting you, especially in public and on SportsCenter? Um, I mean, shoot, it's just – I'm not sure really what the reaction is, honestly. I mean, I just know for me that it means a lot. and uh, I wouldn't know uh, – what it's like to not have a dad that supportive. I mean, he's always been like that, so it's just awesome to have. Are you obligated to be a Steelers fan, or is that natural? Um, I don't know if it's if I'm obligated because it kind of did come naturally. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm like over the top Steelers fan. I mean, I like a lot of players, but I would say when it comes down to playoff time that I do enjoy seeing the Steelers go deep in the playoffs, which hasn't happened these past couple years actually. They're well, always there, so that's awesome. Yeah, that is pretty. Uh, it's pretty neat to root for a team that does seem to make the playoffs and have some Super Bowl runs here and there. Bo Hodge joining us on BYU Sports Nation, future quarterback. Bo, when do you plan on uh, moving to Provo and and getting going here at BYU? I haven't solidified that technically, but I think the the overall feeling is that I'm going to head out probably towards the end of July because I'm going to have to drive my car all packed up, so I'll make a two-day trip probably with my dad so probably the end of july and then be ready for the start of fall camp hashtag road trip yeah definitely it's gonna be awesome uh bo bronco mendenhall described your game for us uh but i want you to describe your game yourself uh described as a dual threat but i wonder what you think of your game how do i describe i guess i'll describe myself as a pass first quarterback that can run if he needs to. Bronco described, yeah, described you as a dual threat, like a runner that he was surprised how well you threw. What do you think of that comment from Coach Menhall? I take that as a compliment because, I mean, when I, when I think of myself, I, I mean, I never really like to assess my own game necessarily and put myself on a pedestal. I kind of find the flaws when I'm watching film and stuff like that. But for him to give me that compliment means the world gives me a lot of confidence coming into fall camp. Bo Hodge, follow him at bhodge22 on Twitter. Three-star recruit, threw for over 3,500 yards his senior year in high school. Bo, what are your expectations once you get to BYU in terms of fitting in and and the role that you want to play right now? 
Um, I mean, the role I want to play right now is just to be a student. I just want to learn as much as I possibly can about the offense and uh, learn as much as I can from Coach Beck and Taysom. I want to, uh, I'm going to try and pick his brain apart. And uh, I've met him a couple of times, and he's a great guy. And he uh, actually sat down the day before the junior day and kind of got to watch him film with him. So I can't wait to learn from him, I guess. So my role will be a student the first year. What do you think that first time lifting with Taysom will be like? <laughs> probably embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably, uh, I don't think I'm quite to his, uh, his standards when it comes to the amount of weight he lifts. I've heard it's some pretty freakish numbers. What, what kind of numbers are we talking about? I, I mean, I, don't, I remember watching the Houston game, and the guy calling the game was saying that Taysom Hill squats like 500-something pounds. <laughs> And I am not in that category in the slightest <laughs> bit. Who is as a quarterback? Seriously. Seriously. So, I mean, I guess my first uh, first go around lifting with Taysom will be a little bit of a, a little bit embarrassing. Then. <laughs> that's a that's a fair answer. I think most of us would be embarrassed lifting around Taysom Hill. <laughs> Bo, what did you think of uh, National Signing Day last week and the class that that BYU brought in? Uh, catapulted by six foot seven, four hundred ten pound Motakiai Longi. Oh my gosh! I mean, from the guys I met, I just can't wait. I think it's going to be—it's an awesome class to be a part of. I mean, really good guys. And then from looking at the film, they all look like studs on the football field. And uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know how do you say his first name, Motakai. Yeah, we just call him Mo. <laughs> that, that'll okay, work. Mo, that'll they work. list him as a D lineman. I'm really hoping that you know he comes and D line doesn't work out and he ends up being an O lineman. So <laughs> I would definitely uh, feel pretty confident sitting behind him. All right, Bo, we uh, we give you a charge to make all of your friends there at uh, in the Kentucky Ohio area BYU fans. So uh, spread the good word, and we look forward to seeing you at BYU down the road. All right, awesome. I will. Our BYU football profiles on the 2015 signees will continue with Micah Simon tomorrow on a Friday edition of BYU Sports Station. I really liked how believable and how sincere he was in, uh, in his answers. I think he's pretty polished. He's a quarterback um, for one year, I guess, at his high school. But he's going to compete with Tanner Mangum for that backup spot. And as um, BYU proved this season, you've got to be ready if you're a backup. Who's the backup on September 5th? Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 205 days away from BYU and Nebraska in Lincoln at Memorial Stadium. Man. (laughs) The 10th biggest game of 2015. According to (laughs) scout.com. Coming up, ESPN's Jay Billis, the Billistrator, has BYU at 33 in his strength index. Why? This is BYU Sports Nation. The Cougar Club supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Watch the simulcast in beautiful high definition on BYU TV. You can download the show podcast as well on iTunes or at BYUsportsNation.com. It is game day. BYU and St. Mary's tonight, 9 Eastern time. You can listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on ESPN2. And at midnight, there's a rebroadcast on BYU TV. Joining us now, representing Rolling Hills, California, ESPN College basketball analyst and commentator Jay Billis. Jay, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. We want to start with this. The following is from your first tweet of the day. And I quote, 
Hustler got no time for a cut, just letting it grow. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm just <laughs> letting it flow. I got to go to work. The daily occurrence with the rap lyrics is fantastic. How do you decide which lyrics you're going to go with each day, Jay? It just depends on whatever I'm listening to. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, sometimes you have, to, you have to scrub them a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I listen to a fair amount of fair amount of different different music and just just pick it out of whatever I've been listening to of late. Jay, you listed BYU at number thirty three in the Billis Index this week. Does this mean you think BYU is an NCAA tournament team at this point? I do. Um, I, I think that BYU is probably near the bubble, but not on it. Um, I think it's a, it's a really good offensive basketball team, and the teams that they've lost to have have all been good teams. Um, you know, you've lost, a, I mean, BYU's lost a couple games, you know, in conference that, you know, like maybe Pepperdine or San Diego would say, well, wait a minute, they shouldn't lose those games. But, the, you know, those are kind of matchup issues. Um, but I think it's a good basketball team, and especially a team that can score that way, uh, I think is going gonna, is gonna to find its way into the tournament. I, I'm not sure this is a, a great year for depth of teams, that, that how many, like, sort of outstanding teams we've got. There are a number of teams that are, are good and solid and can beat uh, a lot of teams on a given night. And I think BYU fits in there. But they can, they can outscore just about anybody. Uh, they're, they're really a good offensive team. So what is the scenario where BYU earns an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament? Do they have to beat Gonzaga, or can they do it without beating the Zags? I think they can do it without it, but uh, you're going to have to get – I think you're going to have to beat everybody else down the stretch. But I don't see anybody left on – uh, BYU's schedule down the stretch that they can't beat or, or frankly won't beat. Um, you know, I think I think they're better in St. Mary's. Um, you know, beating Gonzaga would seal it, and then doing well in the in the conference tournament is a must. Um, I, I don't I, I don't want to say that there's no margin for error because that's just not true. There are a whole bunch of other teams that are in the same boat, if not uh, if not in a boat that's taken on some more water. But there's there's still a long way to go. But I just think with the with the quality of uh, of offensive play that BYU puts out there, uh, I, I feel I feel confident. It doesn't matter how I feel, but uh, but I feel pretty confident in their chances. You're probably more confident than uh, BYU fans generally, myself included, thinking that the bubble is probably burst, probably uh, without beating Gonzaga. But that brings us to a big game tonight with St. Mary's. Uh, second in the conference, BYU fighting for seeding, fighting for more good wins. What do you think of the matchup with the Gales tonight? You know, St. Mary's is good. Brad Waldo's a good player, and I think Randy Bennett does a really good job with that team. I just happen to think that uh, that BYU's better. And, you know, playing in a home game, you guys know how hard it is to, to win at the Marriott. So uh, I, I tend to think that BYU's the better team and should win. But I think the quality of defense down the stretch is going to wind up determining – uh, how good BYU is going to be. I mean, they're capable of playing better defense than they played. Um, so the key is going to be, you know, will BYU be able to keep uh, its opponent off the free throw line? And, you know, giving up easy baskets. And, you know, BYU is not a team that turns it over very much, so they're not allowing opponents to score off their defense. But I think protecting the paint is an issue. And so as long as they – I think they're going to score efficiently, but if they can get stops, that's what's going to be the difference. ESPN college basketball analyst Jay Billis voted the best college basketball analyst twice by Sports Illustrated, was a four-year starter at Duke, also coached with Mike Krzyzewski. 
Jay, when you look at the individual play for BYU this year, really it's, it's unprecedented. They have a shot with Tyler Haas to most likely become the all-time leading scorer passing the great Jimmer Fredette. And then Kyle Calder setting a single-season record with five triple-doubles. What is the perception of Kyle outside of the Intermountain region with those five triple-doubles? You know, I think I think a lot of people have been aware of the triple doubles. I'm just not sure they're aware of the way Kyle plays or how good he is. You know, you know, it's not like he's a great three point shooter or, or he puts up. Uh, you know, he launches the ball or gets to the free throw line quite as often as Tyler Hawes does. But he does he does do a good job of driving it and creating contact and getting to the line. Uh, I've been impressed at what a good good rebounder he is. Uh, he rebounds really well. Um, you know, he's leading his team in rebounding not only defensively but on the offensive end as well. And he's a he's a superior passer. And to you know, he's got near two to one assist to turnover ratio. Leads the team in steals. He's just got a great all around game. And for anybody to put up a triple double, I don't care who it's against, is noteworthy. For somebody to do it five times in one year. When in the college game, it's only a 40-minute game. It's really hard to do. Uh, That's incredibly impressive. He's a really good player, and and he plays incredibly hard. And and to do it in all those different categories is really, really awesome. Is Tyler Hawes uh, not known nationally because he's so consistent and for some reason that's boring, like, I don't know, the Spurs in the NBA? It seems like he doesn't get a ton of love despite being a very consistent scorer. Yeah, he's probably he he hadn't had the the Jimmer Fredette like you know forty plus point games, um, but you know to consistently put up you know twenty two, twenty three, twenty five, whatever it's been, uh, and he doesn't have bad games. You know he's not gonna he's not gonna have a single digit game. Um, he's just a consistent kind of automaton out there. I mean he he makes good decisions and he doesn't take a lot of bad shots. Um, you know he's got really good really good shooting numbers. You foul him, he's gonna make his free throws. Uh, he's an impressive, impressive player, um, but I, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the West Coast bias thing. I grew up out in the West. I've always been kind of sensitive to that idea. Now I live in the East Coast, so you know, I know we don't wake up going, hey, how, how can we ignore the West this morning? <laughs> um, but it just kind of falls that way, and, and BYU is not on TV as much. Um, and, and I don't know why Tyler hasn't gotten the same kind of buzz that Jimmer Fredette got. Maybe he's just got too normal of a name if – if his parents had named him Jimmer, maybe maybe things would have gone a little bit better. Gunner Hawes. Exactly. That, that's, there you go, Gunner Hawes. ESPN's Jay Billis with us on BYU Sports Nation. Jay, when you look at the West Coast Conference, from your West Coast perspective, how many bids will this league get uh, when all is said and done on Selection Sunday? Boy, that's a hard one. Um, I think the West Coast Conference is, is very good, but the depth of of quality wins that the conference has in the, like it's probably ranked I would say I can't remember like seventh or eighth or something among conferences, yeah. which doesn't give you a, a big you know a big pool of of at large teams. I mean, the best thing that could happen is if Pepperdine had win the tournament and everybody like. BYU and St. Mary's and Gonzaga would like BYU and Pepperdine would play for the title or something, and maybe St. Mary's could sneak in and Gonzaga is a is a, a definite. The best thing that that's the best thing to happen to the league is that Gonzaga doesn't win the tournament because then you're sure to get in at least two teams in. Um, I just don't see that happening, and I, I think I think a, a team like St. Mary's is to me on the that's the team on the outside looking in, and BYU is the team that would get in first. But even though I, I think. Isn't St. Mary's ahead of BYU right now in the in the the standings? Yes. 
Yeah, so, you know, down the stretch, down the stretch, I think that BYU will jump over St. Mary's based upon their schedules, and obviously you know, playing St. Mary's is a big deal. Um, but I, tell, I, would, I would actually put my money on BYU making it rather than St. Mary's, but we'll see. Jay, it's been great to talk to you. I want to congratulate you for your Throwback Thursday picture today as well on Twitter with the great Dick Enberg. That's some serious Twitter game right there. Yeah, I miss that hair, boy. It'd be nice <laughs> to go back to that. Watch Jay on ESPN's College Game Day this Saturday morning with Reese Davis and the crew. Jay, where will you be this weekend? Um, the crew's going to be in, uh, in Dallas for uh, SMU. UConn is visiting SMU. I'm actually going to the... Uh, uh, the bitter cold of Syracuse, New York. Duke is playing at Syracuse uh, Saturday night, so they're kind of splitting us up this week. So I'll be on game day via remote. Uh, so if you hear teeth chattering, that'll be me. <laughs> Good to know. Jay, great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. Great to be with you. Thank you. BYU, according to Jay Billis. He's more on the tourney train than I am, NCAA man. tournament team. Dare, I think this is the moment, Jerem. This is the moment that the tourney train wow. hat goes on, baby. Wow. It's going on, and it's staying on for the rest of the show. The rest of the show? <laughs> yes! Wow. Jay Billis you of ESPN Jay Billis just validation. validated everything that I've tried to use to convince a lot of BYU Sports Nation that there is still an opportunity there, and the bubble is so soft this year. It's so soft. I still don't, I don't believe it. I, I just don't, really. BYU has five losses in the WCC. So I, they had five last year. Does St. Mary St. Mary's has two. I, RPI, all those things. BYU has to beat St. Mary's tonight to, <laughs> but to even have this conversation at any level. At any level. He's, Jay Billis thinks that there's still a shot, which is your thing, to not have to beat Gonzaga and get in. I don't yes. feel str- – I, I feel like that's not going to happen. More of this conversation coming up. Oh, you know. He validated it's, you it's juicy so hard, now. man. Woo-hoo! With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Up next, do you agree with Jay Billis or not? And who is the bigger rival on the West Coast Conference for BYU, the Gales or the Bulldogs? Clearly the Bulldogs. Gales. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton sitting next to Jerem Jordan. Gymnastics tomorrow is on BYU TV against Southern Utah. 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can watch it on BYU TV with Spencer Linton. He will not be wearing this hat, though. All about that RQS for the gymnastics team. All about that RQS. RQS. Our Twitter question today, who's the biggest BYU West Coast Conference rival? Gonzaga? Or St. Mary's. Clearly, Portland. Portland. <laughs> At David Greenland says, we expected Gonzaga to be a rival. St. Mary's was supposed to be a distant third in the West Coast Conference. Hasn't happened, so I really dislike SMC more than GU. There have been more Goo. vitriol moments between BYU and we St. Mary's this. than with Gonzaga. There's respect for Let's Gonzaga. Let's talk about those. You might not like them, but... When Eric Mika is getting swung at by a St. Mary's player last year, the hatred level goes up. The Delva Dagger, which just sucked the wind out of 20,000 okay, plus the, at the rivalry one was, moment. Uh, a rivalry Boom. was born. Yes. That. Ruining his jersey retirement last year in Moraga, BYU winning on the road. Waldo throwing his mouthpiece. <laughs> like the vampire. Was it vampire deal then or in Vegas? I can't remember. Yeah, there have been more definable moments there. To think, I, One person said to me, well, 
BYU never beats Gonzaga. Yeah, they do. BYU has defeated Gonzaga. Three times, right? I think three times, two or three times. St. Mary's, it's BYU's won two of the last three. They won two last year. Now, this year, the road to the NCAA tournament likely goes through St. Mary's for BYU. If there's any chance that Jay Billis said there's a chance. Now, here's, here's now, the thing. Wait a second. At Brute DR, define chance. And that's my thing. Is there a chance? Yes, obviously, there's a chance. I'm saying there's like 0.05%. That's what I'm is, talking about. What I'm saying is there is Without a greater chance Without beating forget about it. Forget let me, about it. Let me adjust you think my, anyone thinks I'm a loser because I go home to Starlet night? Let me adjust my tourney train hat a little bit before we continue this conversation. Do they have a flat-brimmed tourney train hat? No, if it there? was a fitted hat, if it was a fitted <laughs> hat, then I would then I would keep it flat brim, but it's not. It's Hashtag like, it's like Dairy a Keen in Midway. <laughs> Where it's I got like an optical illusion on for the TV yeah, viewers. Yeah. You should you're Don't glad that, if you're listening on the radio. Don't wear that on the green screen. Okay. So here's the here's the thing. I asked Jay Billis point blank, does BYU have to beat Gonzaga to make the NCAA tournament? And he said no. See, I feel I feel differently. But the bubble is so soft. There are um, there, Syracuse is not in the even tournament. Even last night, a ton, there are a ton of teams that are in worse shape than BYU that had been in better shape previously that are losing now and dropping below the Cougars. Now he now he thinks favorably of BYU. Let's discuss this. He has them thirty three in the Billis Index. That would mean BYU is an NCAA tournament team. Yet he said that he thinks they're um, pro- what was it probably outside the bubble right they're right now they're looking he, in the opportunity is that he feels like that they will earn their way in that they'll earn their way in to me put him in the 40s then right or uh, put him in the high 40s he has them at 33 that means you know what i think they're in cuz it's what 44 or something is the cut line before the at large or for at larges right yeah, I'm, I'm or so, not sure something on like that, right? right Lenardi has an S curve, and it ends at like forty something. There right? are thirty one or thirty is a thirty thirty one conferences, so thirty one auto bids, and then thirty seven at large spots as well. So the more teams that are supposed to win their conference tournaments that do, the better the chance you have of getting right. in as a bubble team. And he's right that like for the WCC, if Gonzaga doesn't win it, it's who it's the other team that wins it. I don't care if that team's named Pepperdine. St. Mary's and BYU would probably be left out at that point. St. Mary's and BYU, tonight is a de facto at-large possibility, maybe over game. For both, I think. Maybe even St. Mary's. You lose this game, and you don't beat Gonzaga again, let's say. That, that's like the exception, right? You beat Gonzaga, you, you if might be you win you might at be Gonzaga, that, that just like seals the deal. Yeah. And they're going to be home. St. Mary's will be home to Gonzaga at some point. And they lost by 21 in the kennel. BYU played a better game than St. Mary's against Gonzaga. Interesting. A 14-point difference, in fact, I believe. If BYU loses this game, that turn to train hat goes away, right? Tonight. If BYU loses, it's over. If BYU loses large, to St. Mary's. I think it's over now. But Yeah, for me, in that regard, I think this is a must-win because you're on your home floor. Yes. You can't lose to St. Mary's okay, twice. If St. Mary's loses, are they done, though? Maybe. Because I think they're, they're done, though. They're 57 in the RPA, and they have their best win is against Creighton, uh, yeah. other than BYU. Right now, R- according to the RPI, BYU is their best win, and, and that is BYU 62. Would you rather be BYU or St. Mary's right now? St. Mary's is 18 and 5 and has nothing to show for it. Nowhere to be seen in bracketology. BYU's played a tougher schedule, and their issue was not losing non conference games as much. It was losing to San Diego and Pepperdine twice. 
BYU could have afforded to lose to Pepperdine once and not uh, to split with Pepperdine and not lose to San Diego. All I'm saying. Because they would only have three losses and be one game back at St. Mary's. But but in terms of national cred, BYU would probably be like last four out right now. BYU has wins over Stanford and UMass, which are both top 50 teams right now. They can get a win over another top 100 RPI team tonight and get a fourth win. Okay, The brand of basketball. Jay Bill has spent a long time talking about their offense. They're just so talented. That he is a national pundit. He looks at BYU from a national perspective, and the brand of basketball is exciting, and they have more quality wins than St. Mary's. Isn't it interesting that I, I mean he's got a lot of hoops to cover, so he doesn't know where BYU fits in the standings, right? He asks us, "Are they St. Mary's?" Is ahead yeah, he of didn't BYU, know where right? they were specifically in the West Coast. That tell, okay, that tells me a lot about how national people think. BYU they probably don't care that BYU is in t- a tie for third in the WCC. In the end, right? It's how many, what's your record? What's your RPI? What are your big wins? What are your bad losses? That's the conversation that Tom Homel and the rest of the selection committee are having right now. I forgot where they're at, but they're simulating what selection Sunday is going to be like. Tom Homel is going to be in the room on selection Sunday. That is a fantastic uh, experience for him. I'm sure we'll get to talk to him later about that post-tournament. Scott Barnes, the Utah State Athletic Director, is the chairman of this. They're doing mock selections as we speak. Tom Homo wasn't here for the huge announcements of the Marriott Center and the Because YMCA of his requirement. Because of that. Yeah. I just want to... I'm not going to be encouraged by what Jay Billis said. Out, I maintain my stance. I just want to point out that ESPN <laughs> college basketball analyst voted the best college basketball analyst Two years by Sports Illustrated just validated everything that I have been saying over the past month, that the opportunity is still there. In fact, you know what? That's it. Hat's going on backwards. Over, back. over the top, sliced alone moment. OTT. Okay. Give me the train whistle. Man, that feels good. <laughs> I feel like good. you're a kid in Polar Express, like on top of it, and I'm just quietly <laughs> seated in there like, are we actually going to get there? You're like, what's going on, man? Oh, my goodness. Best day ever. (laughs) We'll see tonight at like 8.50. Beat the Gales. Up next, the whip. This is BYU Sports Nation. The Billustrator. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jay Billis of ESPN drafted Tyler Hawes as part of his college game day team. There's a reason First for that. First time anyone's worn a hat on this show, ever. And it's outstanding. Like, yeah, like between us. It, I mean, well, I, originally, it's, again, it's the optical illusion thing for the TV viewers. Originally, the idea was that we would wear hats sometimes on this show. We've well, chosen here, not to since. This is the first hat. Here you go. It is on. The tournament train is rolling. I have a, here's a hat. Should I wear this too? You want to put that one on? Jamal's. Put it on backwards though. Put it on backwards? Yep. Is this what the kids are doing nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> this is not working. It's like a, this is Jamal. Was Jamal's uncle? Yeah. Give us this because it's number twenty-one for yes. Jamal Williams. Rock that thing backwards. Yeah. You no, know I do. Trucker. My Mariners hat. Bring that in. Tyler Hawes right, is, is a few show. big games away from becoming the all-time leading scorer in BYU basketball history. True that. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 70 points away. We're hoping that he can do it at home. If he, has, if he scores 70 tonight, he's the all-time leader. Whoa, true. court. That, that is true. Going down. Careful. I already knocked it down once this week. Careful. I need to be careful. we got to get to the whip. Let's do, do that. Now? 
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. BYU plays St. Mary's tonight, 9 Eastern on ESPN. Dose and BYU Radio. BYU, I don't know why I paused so long. BYU has, two, has won two of the last three. Tyler Hawes needs 70 points to pass camera. Football. The Sporting News, Matt Hayes ranked BYU quarterback Taysom Hill as the 30th best returning college football player in 2015. Women's basketball. BYU plays in Moraga tonight against St. Mary's as well. Game tips at 9 Eastern. You can watch that on the W. Make it six straight. Whoa, false start. Jimmer Fredette scored nine points and had five assists in 19 minutes of play after playing all of eight seconds against the Jazz in the game before. The Pelicans lost 106-93 to the Pacers. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair, Mike Weir, and Daniel Summerhays all tee off today at the AT&T Pebble Beach National Pro-Am. Those birds are not indigenous to this region. Men's Volleyball. Seventh-ranked BYU in action tonight against second-ranked USC. Match begins at 8 Eastern and can be streamed on Pac-12.com. There is a link on BYUCougars.com. Softball. The ladies are in Vegas this weekend for the Wilson de, Marin, de Marini Desert Classic yeah. for the Lakers. Yep. BYU faces Hawaii tonight, 730 Eastern <laughs> for the Lakers. Future guests include Micah Simon, wide receiver signing yep. out of Cedar Hill, Texas. Tomorrow we will have a reaction to tonight's... Very, very important. Tonight's home game win? Question mark. Singers. Now, win! Exclamation point. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need the most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to ESPN's Jay Billis. Absolutely. Great he insight. Was, he was great. It was great to have him on the show. Yeah. Also, he agrees with me. <laughs> I bet that feels wonderful. It does feel wonderful <laughs> to be validated by the guy. Listen, BYU's got to win this game tonight. They really do. They really, really do. Who's their biggest rival in what's, the West Coast What's Conference? the final tally, Ben Bagley? Is it St. Mary's or Gonzaga? What's the final tally? A retweet should be worth B- two. No. A retweet should one be worth two. One, one to one. I've not. I don't know. We'll get that in a minute, <laughs> I guess. Thanks to Jay Billis, Bo Hodge, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. It's plus 21 Gonzaga. For, for St. Mary's. Look at the responses. Heavily, heavily St. Mary's. Heavily St. Mary's. That's cute. Victory! You had to win something, didn't you? Your mom, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the mothers out of this. We're back tomorrow.